Hey everybody, it's What's So a Coco Molder and what a 2023 um, we have entered into this year. If you have not said Happy New Year to everybody, I hope you have done that. If you have not called people who you love and care about and checked on them this year, uh, it's not too late. It's only four days until the new year. So I hope you are thinking about the people who you care about uh, so that you can, one, give them their flowers while they're here. Because as always, life is not promised to us. So I hope everybody had a wonderful uh, break if you were given a break. Uh, some of us have kids who are off for break and are still uh, with them. Uh, and they will be returning to school next week. And then some of you have already returned to school. So um, I'm wishing, you know, the best for those kids who have returned to school. And if you are in a situation like I am, uh, you know that you have a bunch of college kids going back um, this week and uh, next week for the new start of the semester. So I wish everybody will in that area. So as we are getting ready to return to the second semester um, of the year, I know that there's a lot going on in the world, um, that there have been many, many um, deaths uh, in the past couple of months of celebrities and tragic accidents and massive shootings and killings and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm not one to focus on negativity, but there is a bit of overwhelm for people because we live in a world that is over communicative. Um, we live in a world where there's nothing sacred anymore and that anything that happens to somebody, if you can catch it on camera or if you can capture it uh, on video and you can post it and get it out there to the world, then it becomes something that's viral. Now, one thing that I'm concerned with, because as you all who listen to me or who actually, cap, you know, find a chance to listen to my podcast, um, you know that I try and come in and, you know, provide information or I, you know, talk about things that I have encountered or that strike me as important. So what I want to focus on today is coping mechanisms. How do we cope with stress? How do we cope with traumatic experiences? And I know it's a heavy topic, but I thought that today I would come in and just give people some strategies to use, some simple strategies. Because when we think about coping mechanisms, we think that they are things that we just, you know, have to, you know, have a prescription for. And you don't necessarily have to have a prescription. You just need to know what to do when you are facing whatever form of stress you have encountered or whatever trauma you have experienced because to diminish them is not the answer. So one, we wanna make sure that we can manage painful memories or difficult emotions. They are not the same thing. I said painful memories and difficult emotions. Those are two separate things. And so we either have to appraise what we are experiencing we have to look at the problem that is causing. We have to check the emotions that are attached to it. And then we have to find the physical way to occupy a different mindset as it relates to either the stress or the trauma. Okay? So I want to make sure that when you get off this podcast that you can, one, have some things that you can use to manage your stress. So let me tell you what you need to do. How do we manage stress? First thing I want you to think about is prioritizing how you sleep, what you eat, and how you move your body. So that's how we sleep, 
how we eat and what we eat and put in our body and then how we exercise. Now, you don't have to go exercise at a gym four or five days out of the week. I'm not saying that, but your body definitely needs to be able to move. You need to get your body up and moving. I don't, if you can't go outside because the weather is just too cold, then use the stairs. Walk around your apartment. Walk around your house, right? You don't have to do this high impact exercising. What I want you to do is be able to get your blood flowing through your body. Even if you are mobile, if you're in a chair, you can lift your legs one leg at a time, raise your arms in the air. That's still giving you exercise. It's getting the blood pumping and flowing through your body. If you don't have a social support, find one, seek one. And I know that there are a lot of people who have become comfortable with being isolated alone because of this pandemic that we all have experienced. Everybody has experienced it in the last three years, but you still have to have a social network. You still need social support. Now, what that looks like for you is different for someone else. But if you have a social support network, somebody you can call, somebody you can email, somebody that you can send a text message to, utilize that social network, seek it out, get outside. Fresh air is important. If you're unable to get outside, open your windows. It's okay to open the windows in the wintertime. I know people are like, oh my God, it's so cold. Well, some places have 20 to 25 inches of snow. And some of us over here in the lovely state of Michigan have fog and rain. Open the windows, get some fresh air in. A lot of people think, oh, I sh it's wintertime. We should be cooped up and closed up. But no. Find a mindfulness um, opportunity. Mindfulness is really good. That would be finding a way to deep breathe. Uh, find your way into learning how to relax your muscles, one muscle at a time. Mindfulness is very good for those people who are trying to manage, you know, stress or trauma or, you know, the likes of it. Check your thoughts. What I mean by checking your thoughts, check your thoughts for any negative, anything, anything negative that pops in your head, whether it's a bias, whether it's a reaction, whether it's a thought, check it. As soon as it pops into your head, shoot it back out. Okay. Do not neglect your favorite activities. If there's something that you enjoy doing, give yourself some time during the week to engage in that favorite activity. If it's reading, read a couple, you know, make, read for 30 minutes, take time out. It's okay to take 20 to 30 minutes out of your day to focus on something you enjoy. Especially if you look, if you are a person that works at a job that you don't enjoy or you're around people who you don't enjoy, taking that 30 minutes of self-care and finding enjoyment in something that you enjoy is, is very helpful to managing stress. And then if all fails, my next go-to is to seek or get professional help. There's nothing wrong with seeking professional help if you do not have the coping mechanisms down to a T. So what do you do if your stress level exceeds the ability to cope, right? There, there are people who don't have the ability to cope. What do you do? Well, you have to find a way to restore the balance. So what your body, body is experiences is an imbalance. And so you have to reduce the stressors or you got to find a way to increase your ability to cope. Reduce the stressors or... You need to find a way to cope. So how can you do that? Four things. Remember four A's. Avoid it, alter it, accept it, or adapt it. Four things. Avoid it, alter, accept, adapt. 
What do I mean when I say that? I mean that when I'm talking about avoiding, you are the person who has to take control of your surroundings. Stay away from people or things that bother you. It's okay to walk away. If somebody's getting on your nerve constantly or consistently, walk away from them. If you happen to be stuck in a cubby with them, that's a whole different situation. I'm just going to ask you to go ahead and take that little 30-minute walk, go outside, and stay away from that person who's causing you the upset. Small problems only get bigger if they go unresolved. So if I'm talking about avoiding, I want you to know to stay away from those people or things that cause you upset, learn to say no, and then ditch that to-do list. Some of us are so stuck on the to-do list that we can't get out of our heads that it's causing us stress. List it by priority, people. It's okay to do the most important things and let the things that are not so important take a little bit of time to get to. It will alleviate the problem, okay? So, let's talk about the altar. <laughs> let me tell you this. It is okay to respectfully and at sometimes forcefully ask others to change their behavior towards you. But you also have to be willing to do a similar thing. Sometimes it may be you that's causing a problem and you have to access your internal dialogue and see if you're the problem. Either way, respectfully stop doing the stressful thing. Small problems, again, only get bigger if they go unresolved. Communicate your feelings openly. Remember, use your I statements. I know that's a mantra that you know people think doesn't work, but I'm gonna tell you, if you say what I have done versus what you have done, it will solve a lot of problems. I did this, I apologize for it, I won't do it again. Not you keep doing, you keep doing, it causes a conflict. But I'll openly communicate the upset and think about I versus you. All right? And then manage your time better. A lot of times people are stressed out uh, or don't have coping, you know, strategies in line because they don't manage their time. You have to manage your time. Okay? And if I were you and it was me, I would go ahead and give my limits up front. Give them up front in advance and stick to it. I only have five minutes to give you to talk about this and then I'm done. Stick to it. You answer the phone. Look, I got about five minutes. Five minutes is all you got and then get off the phone. Don't sit there listening to the negative talk that somebody is just spewing into your energy for the day. It's okay to say, look, I got to go. I can't stay on this call. Okay, and then accept. Sometimes you have to accept the way that things are, the way that people are, the way that people act. You have to be the one to accept that that is really them. And I don't care what way you look at it, you are not going to be able to change them. So you have to accept that they are that way or that the thing that is happening is happening so that you don't dwell on it. And then you got to talk with somebody. Forgiving is very important to alleviating um, stressful situations. When we spend too much energy on being angry, 
It takes practice to forgive. I know it's a very difficult thing for people, but let me tell you, it is more energy wasted and being angry than it is with letting things go and forgiving the person. Because remember, sometimes you just got to accept people and situations for what they are. It is not your job to fix it. Practice positive self-talk. Practice it. We do it all the time when we're little people. When we're five and six years old, we sit and we talk and we play with ourselves and we, we talk out the problems that we see parents and adults do around us. It is okay to be an adult and practice positive self-talk. Okay? There's nothing wrong with it. And then learn from your mistakes. There is value in teachable moments. I'm telling you, children give us all these golden gooses, right? They give us these golden uh, nuggets of information when they talk to us. And sometimes we miss it because we're so stuck on being adults. But please take value in teachable moments, okay? And then adapting. Okay, look, thinking you can't cope is a stressor itself. So I'm asking people to adjust their standards. You have to understand that nobody is perfect and we have to redefine what success is individually. What's successful for me may not be successful for my neighbor. What's successful for LeBron James is not successful for Serena Williams. What's successful for my oldest is not success for my youngest. What's successful for a CEO may not be successful for the manager. So you all have to make sure that you are redefining what you see as successful. Doesn't mean that you can't reach a level, another level of success. You just aren't perfect. I'm not perfect. All right, so practice that whole concept. Reframe the issues, choose a different viewpoint. Don't always focus on the negative find a different mantra to use. So adopt a mantra. Some of y'all don't even have mantras and that's okay. But remember, you can handle anything. You can do it. That's a simple mantra. Create an asset column, right? What is it that brings you joy? Make a list of the things that bring you joy. There are so many things that bring us joy. A cup of coffee brings me joy. You all know I talk about my coffee. Every single day I post something about my coffee or getting coffee or needing coffee. That's something that's joyful for me, right? Spending time with family is joyful for me. And so those are the things that if something is causing me an upset, I focus on that versus focusing on, okay, that person is ticking me off, is pissing me off. And then always look at the big picture, okay? Look at the bigger picture. Will it matter? one month from now, one year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. If it won't matter one minute from now, let it go. There's no sense in dwelling on something that is not gonna even make a blip in the universe five minutes from now. So what I'm essentially talking about is emotional regulation. That's what I'm talking about. That is how we cope. We have to be able to regulate our emotions. This is the what's happening in the moment when we have those emotions. That's what I'm talking about. So when you are having these emotions and they're popping up, 
you have to be able to problem solve. You have to be able to engage in mindfulness. You have to accept the situations that you see. You have to distract yourself from the negative talk. You have to reappraise the situation. You have to ruminate on it. You have to think on it. You have to not worry about it. You have to avoid the behaviors that are causing you the stressful situations. You need to make sure that you are able to express yourself, not suppress your expression. A lot of times we suppress our expression because we don't want to offend or upset other people, but that just causes you more stress because you're not communicating openly what's causing you to upset. And then you have to avoid the experiences that cause you the upset. Why would I, a person who has a fear of excessive traffic, drive during the worst part of the the driving day that causes the backup in traffic? Why would I do that? I would not do that. And so for me, I avoid those times on the road because I have road rage internally. And so I don't drive during those time periods. Unless I, I mean, I have to. Otherwise, I avoid being stuck in bumper to bumper traffic as best as I can be. So you have to make sure that you're able to avoid the the experiences of the stressful situations, okay? So you have to identify and reduce the stressors. You have to tune into the physical symptoms that your body is experiencing. That's another thing we ignore. Our heart rate increases, we start sweating, we get a headache, we get a stomach ache, we get anxious, we can't sit still, we can't sleep well, we stay away for a long period of time. You have to tune into what your body is experiencing. That alone is an indicator that this is not a situation you wanna be in. So consider the story you are telling yourself internally. What are you telling yourself about the situation? Again, that's where you have to engage with the positive self-talk. Make a choice in how you respond to it. Look for the positive emotions that you can find to avoid being in the doldrums, right? Dropping into that negative mindset that would have you lose your temper and lose control. And again, if you are not good at managing those emotions, seek professional help. So let's talk about children right quick. Let me tell you, children react the way that they are taught. If you are an adult that is a reactionary individual, just know that as the parent or the guardian, all you're doing is teaching your child how to be the same way. You're teaching them how to react to a situation instead of assessing the situation. They learn from us. They learn from you. They learn from me and how they demonstrate how they regulate their emotions. So you have to allow them. I don't care how old they are or how young they are. You have to allow them to identify what they are feeling. I am so over the kids should be seen and not heard mantra. That is the old way of thinking. It is a very traumatic way of thinking. Children should be allowed to express what they are physically feeling. And push a pause button if you are a person who is reactionary when it comes to children. There is a difference between responding and reacting. And the difference is when you actually respond to it, the adult. So please get that. There's a difference between responding and reacting to it. It is when you respond to it that is most important. 
So we have to respond and not react. And we have to think through our options before we do anything. So you tolerate confrontation and strong emotions of other people when you are not matching their energy. Because there's some fools out here in the world. It's a lot of foolish people. A lot of foolish people pulling out guns and killing people because they can't regulate, they can't self-regulate. There are a lot of people making poor decisions. So you have to be able to tolerate confrontation without matching another person's energy. Now, there are times you got to match energy. Don't get me wrong. Okay? Because sometimes some, somebody needs to be told and then you have to put them in a place. And, and unless you do it, they won't. They will continue to do it. Okay? We call them people bullies. That's who they are, whether they're 5, 8, 18, 80. We call them bullies. And sometimes they got to be put in their places. However, don't stay in that mental state. Admit your mistakes. Be honest. Honesty is not the same as being truthful. Let me say that again. Honesty is not the same as being truthful. When we talk about being truthful, we talk about facts and evidence. When we're talking about honesty, all we're talking about is emotions. What is in our hearts and in that moment. That's the difference between the two. We know what we feel and we know what we think. So we are honest about it. And it comes out, sometimes it don't come out nice. But that's okay. But that's what we truly feel and that's what we think. Now, you want to get into the truthfulness? You get down to the facts and the evidence and you got to go to the courts and you got to, you know, do a dissertation on it. That's a whole different situation. We have to find a better way of approaching anxiety and all these upsets that cause us disconnect. And so... If anything, if you are not a good person at coping, right? Seek professional help, seek support. It is easy being reactionary. Being proactive and not reactive is a deliberate and conscious effort. It is very deliberate and it's very conscious. And so when we're deciding on how we're going to react to a stressful situation or a traumatic experience, we need to be deliberate and conscious of what we're doing to people around us and to ourselves internally. Now, that would help you determine how you live your life and how you set up your values of life. So if this was helpful to anybody, I am grateful for that. I just wanted to share with you some coping mechanisms, some simple strategies to use when you are facing either stressful situations or traumatic experiences. And all that is, is how you manage painful memories or difficult emotions. Don't be reactionary, be proactive. And at the end of the day, if you are not good at regulating, your emotions, then you have to seek professional help or a support network around you so that you are consciously thinking about how you are in the world. And when it comes to little people, just be mindful. And when I say little people, I'm talking about anybody who can speak words up until the age of 18. They do what they see. So if you are in a reactionary adult, in their lives, they have learned how to react 
in the world to emotional and stressful situations themselves. And so the only way to undo that is to not do it yourself and allow children to express how they feel and what they think. That's what's so with Coco Mulder. I hope that was helpful. I hope that as things are going in your life in these up- upcoming months, that you can come back and you can kind of write down some of these things that um, could be useful. And if not, just share the podcast. It's okay. I just come on here when things hit my heart, right? When they hit me. And it's important for me to share some of these things with people. So that's what, what's so with Coco Mulder. I hope everybody has a blessed January. And that again, you do a random act of kindness because you never know what people are going through.